We have a full house here on the Optimizely podcast today. We are joined by Mando Group Limited, one of Optimizely's solution partners. We have Ian Finch, CEO, John Seal, Strategy Director, and Andy Pimlet, Product Director for the company. Welcome, everyone. How's it going? It's great. Thanks, Laura. It's good to be here. Yeah, very good. Thank you all so much for taking the time to uh, join us today. Please start off by telling us about your history and relationship with Optimizely. What made you decide to partner with us? So yeah, so this is uh, ENCO uh, speaking. We made a move to partnering with enterprise content management vendors and partners um, way back in 2008. Uh, and we first worked with um, EpiServer, as it was known then, back in 2011 with a, a flagship My Account and website project we did for a company called Talk Talk Business here in the UK. Um, uh, and love the product early doors. I think the philosophy behind EpiServer now Optimizely has always been great technology, but it's easy to use and that completely suits our value proposition and where we're at in the market with customers as well. Uh, and to have journeyed with you over the last 11 years, off and on, um, through some ups and downs, let's be honest, uh, <laughs> as you guys have expanded, uh, you know, and the products evolved too. Um, but yeah, we, we love optimizing and we love the way everyone sings from the same hymn sheet. Everyone's aligned. Whoever you work with, optimizely, there's this excitement about the future. And you really listen to partners and end customers too. And so it's been it's been a great partnership as far as we're concerned. That's great. I'm glad it's been a, a positive experience. I know 11 years is a long time and I'm sure you've seen many acquisitions along the way. So <laughs> indeed, <laughs> your, your commitment to us. Can you go into more detail about your platform selection from a content management standpoint? Yeah. So I think we'll probably answer that each in a different way from, from my perspective as CEO. Yes, we want great technology, but we also want a great partner. Uh, that is easy to work with, that we can work for the customer's success together with, that you can have an open and frank conversation and you can really work with someone that evolves uh, and listens to feedback on which optimizer do in spades. Uh, uh, we also wanted a partner who have a very clear roadmap uh, and, and it's been quite a joy seeing optimizer work its way up across, you know, whether it's forest or Gartner quadrants and, uh, and evolving and, uh, particularly when when Optimizely first moved uh, to the cloud uh, and been a cloud first offering um, certain certain ways in which we interacted changed and and, uh, and and there was some turbulence during that time but um, the feedback loop that Optimizely put in place for us as partners to advise and, and, and help that transition was a cut above all the other vendors that we'd end up working with and so really cemented the relationship and what's been great is that the technology has remained fantastic throughout but when through those acquisitions you're emerging in strategy to bring it into the platform and make it really clear to partners has has been exemplary uh, and, and so yeah the, the partnership the people and the roadmap has been brilliant and I hear from the studio and I'm sure Andy might jump in at this point from a product perspective developers love it yeah, and I got to say, the Optimizely is the only platform we have ever worked with where our first project came in under budget and ahead of time. That that's never happened when we've onboarded a, a platform for the first time. And I think that speaks volumes. And that was, you know, well over ten years ago, and it's only improved since. That's impressive. Yeah, I mean, I can certainly add to that from my perspective. I think for me, um, 
it's a lot about confidence and there's a lot of moving parts in a platform selection. There's a lot of stakeholders, um, a lot of practitioners involved and they all want to work well. They all want to maximize and deliver value. And a lot of that comes from a sense of confidence. And so if you can, if you can demonstrate that confidence to clients and they can realize it quickly and they can see the benefits and they can see the value. And then likewise, your practitioners and particularly your engineers can, can leverage that value quickly and demonstrate those features quickly and, and bring them into a product um, of, of really high quality quickly, then it just it, it just grows that confidence. And that's one of the things that we've seen time and time again with, with our work with the platform is, um, as, as Ian says, developers um, warm to it very, very quickly. The onboarding is, is very swift and the ability to deliver at scale with, with a real high, high degree of confidence and quality is, is ever present. And just to just to jump in from the consulting side of things, which is which is where I tend to come into play. Um, you'll often get a situation where clients will, you know, arrive either with a massive wish list of what they want a, a digital experience platform to deliver for them, or they've or they create one pretty quickly. And it's it's often um, helpful to be able to be able to rapidly assess that and map those to to existing product features rather than have to go through the process of trying to do a lot of work to say you know how will custom custom uh, development address that um, so we're always looking for that sort of optimal point across you know what's going to what's going to create a total cost of ownership that's really compelling between the capability of the platform the flexibility and scope for the future based on on that platform the vendor roadmap which Ian's talked about um, and that ability to support those customer, yeah, those custom developments and integrations that the customer is looking for. So that's where we feel that you know, product like Optimizely can be a really strong player in that mix because it it tends to have a really good um, uh, point when you look at that ac across the board and look at that broad view. Great. So why do you think it's beneficial to make the switch and move clients from one platform to another? When you've got a platform where you've had to do a lot of um, you know, custom development integrations, you very rapidly get to that point of kind of diminishing returns where you're, you're building layer upon layer upon layer, and uh, you're having this increased cost to support those bespoke features where, and especially when that's coupled with the situation where the, uh, the vendor or the, the original product um, isn't really developing in terms of roadmap in alignment with where the, the business strategy of the client organization is going that's when it, it becomes that sort of, you arrive at a tipping point at some point in the journey where you start to think it's it's just not fit for the purpose of the future. There's a recent case study we, we've had where we we won a new customer at the start of the year who were on uh, another platform we operate uh, and or on one of uh, one of your, your peers, shall we call it, uh, where it, it was just such a better fit with Optimizely. And, and, and the key the key things we we really looked at when we saw the brief were um, there, there was a, a real issue around infrastructure costs on top of application licenses, which, which Optimizely's um, all-in-one as your base solution handled really well. Um, there was uh, not just an upgrade imminent for the other platform, but a very obvious upgrade within a year or two as well. So the client wasn't gonna to have to upgrade once, gonna to have to upgrade twice. Whereas Optimizely's uh, much better, more micro version, continuously improving, continuously upgrading approach 
um, was going to be made them far more successful uh, and give them so much more momentum. Uh, and then their particular use case for that customer, the features that were very much out of the box and very core to Optimizely Content Cloud offer, were been heavily bespoke and hacked uh, and tried to make better on a, on a part of the platform that had been otherwise overlooked from from the other vendor uh, and needed a lot of extra work to to, to make um, effective and efficient. Uh, and then the final piece was very much around the intelligence search uh, and content recommendations. And so it was a real hand in glove, very, very kind of sweet spot fit for this particular customer commercially and in terms of the feature set and in terms of ease of use. Yeah. And speed of speed of delivery is a, is a huge area for us. We, you know, it wasn't so long ago that some of the areas which uh, clients now talk about routinely, um, you know, things like personalization were, were considered, um, you know, innovative features, but not necessarily core to the requirements of a digital strategy, but that's changed now. And so what used to be um, a kind of slow burn proof of concept, let's, let's, um, let's see how it goes type approach to development is now we need these technologies standing up. We, we have them built into our uh, digital strategy. They're core to our business offering things like marketing automation, AI powered um, content intelligence, that sort of thing. And so you, you don't have the luxury anymore of taking a slow approach. You have to stand these features up quickly and with um, optimizely, you have that potential to, you, you have an ambitious and aggressive roadmap of feature development, and those features are incredibly well documented. They're in incredibly easy to stand up, you know, out of the box, as Ian mentioned. And so, when you when you have clients who are demanding these these sort of features, um, you have to move quickly to deliver that value. And, and you know, Optimizely is is a platform where we can leverage that very very quickly. And speaking of features, as far as content recommendations go on the content cloud, how are you encouraging those to self-serve digitally? So uh, again, on, on a key element of, uh, of the case study we were mentioning is that not just uh, this information resource that we're building for this particular customer, search and findability via navigation is in incredibly important, but that non-linear aspect of of content recommendations and um, cross-pollination across the site was a real key part as well. So it allows us lots of different ways for users to navigate the site, but, but suits them. Uh, and so that personalization and that content recommendation element where it's, it's, it's learning that if people find this kind of content really useful and engage with it, then they might like this kind of content. Um, and that, and the site being able to, to kind of self-learn based on user behavior adds a whole other content, a whole other level uh, of experience and, and evolution of that offering for that particular customer. Um, very useful for that information side, but we're now looking at content recommendations across uh, the rest of our Optimizely customers to see just, just how much extra we can deliver um, because something as powerful as that, it comes, largely through config and out of the box rather than custom code um, is, is going to be so powerful moving forward. I mean, it's kind of still early days, right? But I think the, it's going to become a core part of our, our consultant offer uh, and our approach to building out solutions moving forward. Yeah, and one of, the, one of the biggest drivers for us in terms of understanding 
where we can maximize value of feature delivery is in is in gaining as much insight as we possibly can the more insight we can gain the more we can make informed decisions about what we need to do to drive up engagement and, and improve performance against digital kpis one of the things obviously content rex does is is it's giving us further insight it's it's showing to us in real time which content is is seeing the the highest levels of engagement and consequently not only does that give you the ability to double down on the, the richest content, it also allows you to uh, take a step back and, and look at creating new journeys, um, more specifically engineered around perhaps some of the areas of that, that content might speak to, and consequently further drive up engagement. So you're, all the time you, you, you're getting you know, double benefits from, from features like that. Just to wrap up, the, um, the consulting side of that, it's a lot easier for us if we can go into a customer and be able to give them the confidence that that isn't going to require a huge amount of, you know, either training um, or upskilling of their team, because uh, it's largely something that, uh, as was mentioned, is delivered in config and therefore just propagates. And so they're not having to do an awful lot of, uh, a lot of work. So what are the main benefits of choosing a DXP? Well, typically when we're talking about choosing a DXP, we're doing it in reference to choosing a DXP as opposed to choosing typically a CMS product. And so I suppose when we're thinking about the benefits of a DXP generally, we're talking about those enhancements over and above um, what a content management system would generally provide. So broadly, um, the big ticket items that we would be thinking about in that mix uh, and when a DXP becomes really relevant is when you start to think about things like personalization, uh, when you start to think about you know, how you can tailor uh, an end result rather than just have you know, content served up generically. When you start to think about some of the data that's uh, gathered by these DXP solutions that give specific insights and the ability to analyze it and slice and dice it in various ways to support that. And then also some of that wider support that a DXP provides for things like the delivery and the maintenance uh, and the evolution of those digital capabilities. Uh, so things like A-B testing uh, or multivariate testing, where you can then start to think, how can I um, both put variants out there, get data back on it, use that to optimize and get into a rolling program of, um, of iteration and, and delivery. So from the consulting side of things, um, where we're starting to think about the difference between a CMS and a DXP, those are typically the areas that we tend to mainly focus on. And from a, a roadmap perspective, the, it's quite interesting, I think, moving forward for our, our own value proposition, our own offer, the, <clears throat> the acquisition of Welcome and that whole content marketing, digital asset management element will, will really bolster the extra capability um, that, that we can provide our customers to have um, if I use a, a well-used phrase, you know, a one-stop shop in terms of having to integrate multiple systems to be able to get um, timely content, accurate content marketing out. Uh, and the wider roadmap of, of, of having the commerce elements and then obviously optimize these core of experimentation and so on. I think uh, as we've come across during the course of this, this call, we, we come from that old EpiServer content management space. And so that's typically where our customers are still at. Um, but the wider DXP that can grow and evolve with a customer as they increase in maturity, I think has a lot of value to our client base moving forward because it, in, in the mid-market where we operate, um, there isn't that 
hunger and desire to have multiple disparate systems um, actually uh, a DXP and a market leading DXP at that, but but has already done the heavy lifting and the thinking that will suit our customer base very well indeed. Great, Andy. Anything to add to that? Um, I think for me, just with the with the with a product lens on it, very similar in the sense that you know when you think of a, C, a CMS or a DXP, you want to be making technology choices which give you the broadest possible canvas going forward. Um, so in, in a world of projects where you might wish to stand up a content managed website, then you'd be forgiven for thinking that a content management platform would be the, the right technology choice. But we don't really live in a, in a world where that's the case anymore. These, these, these products have got to stand the test of time. They have to evolve and they increasingly have um, more ambitious um, objectives on, on the, within the digital strategy. And so, to, to make sure you can reach a point where you can deliver on that digital strategy, you, you have to be in a position where you've made correct choices on what that canvas is. And that's what a DXP gives you. It gives you that ability to move forward um, and evolve features and know that you have a strong, stable technology platform there that will stand the test of time in a way that you know um, sort of CMS platforms wouldn't, or they would require significant bespoke engineering, or they would require significant additional third-party integrations, and, and you, you're always fighting against the the need to innovate and to, to be creative in 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 anything. You want to remove as many barriers as possible, and that's what DXP gives you. That's what Optimizely gives you. It gives you the ability to remove those creative barriers and evolve quickly um, with agility and deliver the, the features um, that, uh, that your clients want. Right, giving that path of least resistance, that's very important. So how can a DXP develop your digital offering? So I think this is a really interesting point because you have the full spectrum of, of humanity <laughs> in a client base. And so you have clients that have a very specific way of working and very much want the technology to fit their way of working because there's there's necessary rigidity yeah, perhaps in, in that conversely you also have clients that are, are starting out uh, and are maybe perhaps beginning of their journey and and so you know we've, we've aligned our maturity model uh, uh along similar lines to to optimize these maturity model and we find that so valuable um because there's a lot of overwhelm in the marketplace and so here we've got uh a very successful, very large company have invested a lot of money, intellectual property and acquisitions and building out roadmaps. And so increasingly, I think uh, as, as DXPs have matured and particularly optimizers has matured, customers have got that increased trust to go, actually we'll change some of our operating model around to suit the DXP because this roadmap makes sense. It ties against maturity model. It'll help me change and evolve um, my department, my, my, my workflow, my organization, uh, and, and there's a clear what's next. Uh, and so I think it can work both ways. A DXP can, can meet existing needs and you can match them, or it can influence the way in which you do your digital operating model and, and recruit, hire, and go through transformation as an organization. I think there's increasing value in that latter. I, uh, I often make a point um, with our, our customers and anyone willing to listen to me, actually, but uh, this is the first time in in human history where technology is not the blocker; people are, uh, uh, and so you know, and and that's 
that's been the case after thousands of years, maybe for the last two to five at the most. Uh, and so with technology being not being the block of people, anything that can help you do organizational change, allow a more fluid, easy adopted digital operating model to evolve and, and provide you that roadmap, I think is going to be welcome for people that have got so much choice, so much overwhelm, so busy uh, and disparate working. And so I think it's more than just a DXP. And that's why I, I keep coming back to the roadmap and the strategy that sits behind the vendors that do the DXP and one of the reasons we're so excited to work with Optimizely. Great. Thank you, Ian. Is there anything else we didn't cover that you'd like to mention before we wrap up? Only that we're very excited to be working with Optimizely. We've got a great uh, momentum in our relationship now. Our, our customers are big fans of the platform. Platform's evolving all the time, and we're very excited about the changes ahead uh, within the roadmap. Um, so, yeah, as we build out our our offering within that engineering change space through our consultancy offer a product offer um again open call if, if people would like to bounce ideas around us or, or or see what it is that we we can do to offer our experience into what they're choosing to do of optimizing then we'll, we'll is and we'll do anything we can to help um i'd only add as well um what delights me about Optimizely um as a platform as a technology choice is something i haven't readily seen in agency environments, you tend to find your engineers will have a buzz about a particular technology or a platform and, and they will get, you know, they'll get, they'll get, they'll drink the Kool-Aid and they'll get heavily invested. But what I really like at the moment with our relationship um, with Optimizely is right across the studio, all of our practitioners, they're learning about features, they're learning about the innovation in the platform. They are seeing clearly how they can work with our clients and enable them and offer solutions that leverage these features in a way that I've not really seen before. And I think that's 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 a huge positive um, when you can get that level of investment across practitioners, be it strategists, product owners, business analysts, designers, user experience consultants, when they all have an eye on the, the platform and the technologies that, that we're partnering with, and they're able to see um, where where we could leverage those features to answer our clients' problems. I, I think that's a fantastic thing uh, that we're seeing. Perfect. John, any last words? I think it's been covered. I mean, uh, you know, as Andy said, the the fact that the as the roadmap of Optimizely kind of comes into play, we're just seeing more opportunities where we can actually get stuck in and leverage those to uh, to bring new solutions and new value to our clients, which is obviously what it's all about. Thank you all so much to the three of you for taking the time to come on today. Um, this has been very insightful. Thank you all very much for your time. And thank you all so much for tuning into this episode of the Optimizely podcast. I am Laura Dolan, and I will see you next time. Thank you for listening to this edition of the Optimizely podcast. If you'd like to check out more episodes or learn more about how we can take your business to the next level by using our marketing content or experimentation tools, please visit our website at optimizely.com. Or you can contact us directly using the link at the bottom of this podcast blog to hear more about how our products will help you unlock your digital potential.